Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Children, uh, some light refreshment. Somebody say light. Some wind. Because I know y'all going to go out to eat, so don't expect. Y'all say the church ain't feed us. Somebody say they light. They light, they light. If you can, stand to your feet with with your Bibles, your phones in your hand. I want to go to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Uh, it's on your screen if you don't have your Bible. We got to do a better habit of bringing our Bibles to church. I heard a pastor say, oh, they got the whole scroll. We got to learn how, as an old church, to bring the scrolls back to church, our Bibles. The Bible says, and this is the New Living Translation of the Bible. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. And at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. If we don't give up, I want you to take your seats and tell your neighbor, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I know we have many visitors today, but I've been on a series called um, The Power in Our Press. And I said this on last week that I believe we're in a season where God is calling the people of God to press. I know many times we don't like that, but this is a season I believe we need to press. Somebody say press. So last week I talked about that there's an opportunity in our press. And I said that this opportunity in our press is that it invokes the perception of God. So in other words, we get God's attention when we press. Many of us don't get God's attention because we do not press. And I said not only do we um, invoke the perception of God, but I said it also causes us to impart the power of God. Somebody say the power of God. So many times we think that we don't have the ability to press because I'm just tired. But God says, if you press, I'll give you somebody to say power. Power. And then not only that, I said, not only does it invoke um, um, the perception of God and imparts the power of God. But here's the good news. It invites the presence of God. So many times we don't want to press because we feel like the situations that we're dealing with are so difficult. But God says, if you just press, it invites me into that difficult situation. Somebody say, I need to press. And then here's the good news. I said this from our text that not only does it do all of that, there's peace on the other side of our press. So many times we think that we're always going, we're going to feel like this in the press. It's going to feel hurtful in the press. But God says, if you just get on the other side of this, there's peace. Somebody say, there's peace. So, so this is the reason why there's opportunities in our press. And many of us miss out on these opportunities because we don't press. But this morning, I want to talk about why you've been ordained to press. Ordained. Many believers attempt to press, never attempt to press because they don't feel like they have the ability to press. That's one of the reasons why many believers don't press. This means the perception of your capacity will determine your willingness to press. However you perceive your capacity at any given moment will determine if you're willing to press. If I feel like people have got on my nerves too long, if I feel like I don't have enough level of strength, if I feel like I I don't deserve what I'm going through, my capacity will determine my willingness to press. That's that's that. Somebody say that's just the truth. So so the enemy always wants you to deny your capacity to press. 
Because many believers that believe that they're not equipped to press, they believe that they won't endure the press. And watch this, many of us don't believe that we can withstand the enemy while we press. I'm already in a difficult position and now God, you're telling me to press, but I don't believe I can withstand the enemy. But here's the reality. Despite how you perceive your capacity, we've all been called to press. Somebody say all of us. And watch this. Notice what 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 3 says. You therefore, somebody shout, must endure. In other words, God says it's not, it's not up for discussion. It's not this thing that we can negotiate with. God says that you must press. And watch this. I said this. There's going to be some seasons in your life. The only way that you're going to get from God what you need from God, somebody say it's the press. So God has some stuff laid up for us, but it's going to require us to press. And here's the good news. Whatever God calls you um, to, he ensures that he will carry you through. I, I know that sounds like cliche, but if God calls, watch this, I'll give you an example. For many of these parents that are first time parents, it's difficult. There's no, no, there's no book for it. I know your mama going to tell you this, how I did it. But even what your mama tell you ain't always going to work. So in other words, if God calls me to parent, here's the good news. I've got to remind myself that he's going to carry me through this journey as well. And what the enemy wants us to believe that even though God call you, he's not going to carry you through. So if he calls us to press, tell your neighbor, he's going to carry you through. In other words, we've been prepared to press. In other words, ordained. And Paul admonished um, Timothy. And as I said on the screen, you therefore must endure. In other words, press. Our press has been required of us because at some point in life, every believer there will be a time where we must press. I know you may feel like you've just been going along and skating along, but at some place in your journey called life, you're going to need to press. And if we can be honest, there are some seasons and circumstances that we can't rebuke. Did y'all hear what I said? For the overly deep folk that think you're going to come into a difficult season and rebuke it, it's some seasons and circumstances that you can't rebuke. There's some seasons and circumstances, watch this, that the Lord won't even remove. I know you're a prayer warrior. I know you think you got some unique relationship with God. But watch this, there's some seasons that God will not remove. And watch this, there's some circumstances and seasons, watch this, y'all ain't going to like this, that God won't even respond to you. God gets quiet in certain seasons. And watch this, that just means that this may be a season that I need to, somebody say press. So here's a good litmus test of what will require your press and of what the Lord is unwilling to remove. Anytime I need to figure out, God, is this a season where you need me to press? If we ask God to remove it and he does not respond. If we ask God to remove it and he does not do anything, somebody say that might be a good season to press. How do I know? I'm going to give you Bible. I want us to consider 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 9. Notice what Paul says. Con- concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times. Now, this is Paul who wrote over two-thirds of the Bible. This is Paul who had an experience with the Lord at the road of, um, to Damascus. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words... When the Lord won't respond to your plea to remove it, he is requiring you to press through it. 
God is many times trying to get something else out of us. So when he does not remove, I know you labored 40 days and 40 nights. Some of y'all like the lie like that. I know that you've taken this situation to the altar. And God does not respond. Maybe God is saying that you need to, somebody say press. That I need to press. So anytime y'all get in a situation, you feel like, Lord, is this a time to press? Did he remove it? When the Lord won't respond to your plea, he is requiring you to press through it. So this means as believers, we must ask ourselves, what has the Lord failed to respond to or remove in my life? The Lord has prepared you to press through it. I need you to know that. Uh, Somebody say, I've been prepared. This is why the Lord responds to Paul saying, my grace is sufficient. So even though it feels difficult, even though it's a tight season, I've got to know his grace is sufficient. In other words, I'm prepared to make it through this thing. Oh, that's good news to me. Watch this. When you ain't got nobody to encourage you, when you ain't got nobody to pray for you, you've got to know that his grace is sufficient. So if he's asking me to press through it, somebody say, I've been prepared for it. Oh, that's good news to me. Uh, and, And I believe, watch this, Paul was ordained to press. And in like manner, we've been ordained to press as well. Therefore, the critical questions we got to ask ourselves is, why have we been ordained to press? God, why? Why would you cause me to go through this? Why does the Lord orchestrate? Somebody say orchestrate. Orchestrate. He orchestrates seasons that require our press. God, you love me. You said I'm the apple of your eye. Why you want to press me? And watch this. I believe we find the answer to these questions in our foundational text. Paul outlines to believers in in the Galatian church why they've been ordained to press. And it's important to note something. I don't know if I have it on our screen, but Galatians 3 and 1 says this. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? Why is this significant? Because these believers had begun to discredit and disbelieve what the Lord had done for them. They begin to discredit and disbelieve what the Lord had done through them. And watch this, that they had even discredited and began to disbelieve what the Lord had done in them. And if we can be honest, there are seasons and times in the life of many believers where we do likewise. We deny our capacity to press. Sometimes you just got to reflect back on your life and look what you've already been through. So he's saying, oh, foolish Galatians, do you not remember how I had brought you through? Do you not remember when you were about to lose your mind and now nobody can tell that depression ever was in your bloodline? So he's saying that you've been ordained to somebody say press. He had to remind these Galatians in this church this and hear this. The devil is a lie. We've been ordained to press. So I want to examine our text and I pray that many of y'all, I know y'all visitors, but I pray you get something out of this this morning. I'm a teacher by nature. So I want us to look at verse number nine and that's all we're going to look at. And I'm going to walk the text. Notice what the Bible says. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Here's the first thing that I need us to understand why we've been ordained to press. When we forfeit our press, we forfeit what the Lord wants to fulfill in our lives. God is trying to fulfill something in our lives through our press. So anytime I forfeit season of pressing, I forfeit what the Lord wants to fulfill in in my life. In other words, my press has purpose. Somebody say my press has purpose. purpose. And watch this. This is good news. 
God won't always give you that purpose in the beginning. And many of us get so frustrated about where we are. But here's what I got to know. That if God has a purpose, somebody say, it's for my good. Oh, I'm too deep into my sermon already. But somebody say, it's for my good. In other words, there's something that the Lord accomplishes in a life of a believer when we press. Notice what our foundational text admonishes us to do. To not get tired of doing what is good. And here's a word of wisdom. Even what does not feel good, hear me, may still be good for me. Even what does not feel good in the natural, God says, is still good for you. And here's what we like to do. Because it doesn't feel good in the natural, we negate what God is trying to do in the spirit. Somebody say that's the trick of the enemy. So watch this. Here's what, what somebody may be saying. What do, I, what do I mean? Turning the other cheek may not feel good, but somebody say it's good for me. Uh, refraining from cutting people off may not feel good, but somebody say it's good for me. Because watch this. God accomplishes good in us when we press despite what may not feel good to us. I've got to remember that as I press through difficult seasons that may not feel good to me, that is good for me. Somebody say it's good for me. God is trying to use our press for our purpose. And here lies one of the reasons why the Lord is unable to complete a work in many believers. Because many believers are unwilling to press. There's a work that the Lord wants to complete in us, but many of us don't allow God to do his work because y'all don't want to press. And notice what the text says in James 1. I believe, go, go, uh, do I have it? No, go back to the other screen. Oh, it, there it is. I'm sorry. No, yeah, go, go ahead. Notice what the Bible says. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete. Somebody say lacking nothing. The re- watch this. Maybe the reason you got lacking in your life is because you did not want to press. Maybe the reason that you are not, you have not completed what the Lord has called you to do. Somebody say, I ain't want to press. Okay, don't press. God won't fulfill his purpose in you. Uh, Somebody say, I've got to press. Watch this. This means God's purpose for your perfecting is determined by your willingness to press in. Somebody say, you got to press in. So the real question is not. If you have a desire to press, that's, that, that's, that's baby Christianity. It's not simply about a desire to press, but do you have a desire to be perfected? Did y'all hear what I just said? When I think about this, this mountain before me, when I think about this season before me, and God is saying I got to press, it ain't got nothing to do with desire. It has a desire, do you want to be perfected? And watch this, many believers don't really want to be perfected. Uh, y'all don't like that. Many believers don't want to be perfected. Y'all want to come up here and look like you got praise in your mouth, but don't want to be perfected. Many of us want to show our gift that we can pray, but we do not want to be perfected. So God says, no, do you have a desire to be perfected? And if you do, somebody say you oppress. We've got to ask ourselves, what has the Lord failed to perfect in us because we failed to press? And then watch this, and many of us can be honest. Many of us say we want to be perfected, perfected, but many of us don't like God's means of perfecting. Do y'all hear what I just said? We will say, no, I want to be all that God has called me to be. I want to, I want to live for him, God. I want, I want the collar around my neck, but we don't like how God perfects us. I want to serve you, Lord, and as soon as God tells you to press, we say, hold up, God. 
And notice this. This is why Romans 8, 28 reminds us with these words. For we know that all things, somebody say all things, things. work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That means our perfecting in God's purpose purpose in our life is fulfilled, watch this, through all things. Oh, y'all don't like that. And all things, watch this, include the hurt that we must press through. Somebody say all things. things. It includes the hardship that we must press through. Somebody say all things. things. And it also includes the heartache that you must press through. Somebody say all things. things. And we get so frustrated with the hurt, the heartache, and the hardship, and we do not realize God is trying to perfect us. This is why I love the old saints. When they were faced with hardship, I remember... My, my grandmother was telling my wife a story about when she started first working. She was an immigrant and she came over from Jamaica and she was working. My, my grandfather worked in the sugarcane fields and she was working a, a minimal job. And I want to say she was getting paid like cents to the hour. But despite the hardship, she pressed in. You know, sometimes my, my grandma in a position where I need to ask money from her. <laughs> She got she got more in the bank than I do. And watch this. She set her family up for generational wealth. So she could have looked at the hardships and said, God, it was hard enough for me to get over here. Now you're asking me to work for cents on the hour. And really what God was trying to do. And watch this. The purpose that God wants to fulfill in your life ain't just for you. So it's not what purpose have I forsaked in my life? What purpose have I forsaked in someone else's life? Somebody say, I got to press. Somebody say, I got to press. And there's a work that God can do, will do, and even more wants to do in us. And that work, watch this, many times will come through hurt, hardship, and heartache. And here's the good news. Romans 8.28 reminds us that we've been ordained to be perfected even through, somebody say, all things. Because God wants to complete a work, his purpose in you. And it will be dependent on your willingness to press in. Therefore, as we're presented with seasons and times in our life that will require our prayers, our, our prayer must be, Lord, fulfill your purpose in my life through my press. Did y'all hear what I just said? Your, your, your pressure not be God. Remove it. See, Paul had to get a paradigm shift. It was not remove it, but God, fulfill your purpose in my life. Watch this through my press. Because many of y'all want God to fulfill your purpose in your life, but many of y'all don't want to do anything about it. Somebody say he partners with me. Because we've been ordained to press because our press has purpose. I'll be out y'all way. I don't preach long, y'all. Press has purpose. Here's the next thing I need us to understand. Because I know some of y'all, y'all, y'all got places to be. The Bible says, at just the right time. Oh, that's good news to me. Notice this. I made mention of this last week, but there's always rest after our press. In other words, our press is not perpetual. The enemy always wants you to believe that what you're going through, somebody say, is forever. Oh, but the devil is a lie. It's not forever. As Vashon Mitchell declared, it won't always be like this. And this is one of, why one of the devices of the enemy is to make you believe that your press will be permanent. 
we, the enemy wants you to believe that the only way that you're always going to get over, the only way that you're going to always get through is that I'm always going to be in this tight, difficult situation that's going to cause me to always be in hurt, hardship, and heartache. But somebody say, the devil is a lie. The Bible says, just at the right time. Oh, that's good news to me. Uh, just as your press has a season, so does your rest as well. This is why a foundational text says just at the right time. This means your, pr- your press, watch this, is confined by time. That, that's good news to me. That, that is confined by time. Uh, there's a, somebody say there's a time limit on my press. Uh, God has put a time limit on how long you have to live through your press. Watch this. You won't always have to press through those that discredit you. Somebody say there's a time limit. You won't always have to press through those that deny you. Somebody say there's a time limit. And you won't always have to press through those that defame your name. Somebody say there's a time limit. Your press is confined by time. It's not not perpetual. Because watch this. Their persecution against you and your press has a time limit. Oh, I need us to consider something. If you can go to the next screen for me. Notice what 1 Peter 5.10 said. After you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, he will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. In other words, that means your press has an after. I don't know if y'all heard when I said that. God has, has, has ordained your press, and he's also ordained your after this. Now that's good news to me, y'all, that although when I know God has ordained a season of press for me, he's also ordained an after this. Somebody say there will be an after this. There will be an after this. And watch this. Many of us never see the after this because we give up on the press. So you remain in the same situation. And God is saying the only way that I can get you to your after this is obedience. And many of us are stuck in position because, and I, and I, I need to say this, I should have had this on the screen because we got visitors. One definition of press means to apply force to put in a specific position or place. So what God is trying to do is get us into a specific position or place so that he will move. And watch this, if we never apply the press, we never get out of where we are. So we remain, and many of us get mad at God, and God is saying, I'm the one that needs you to press so that you can get in position for me to move. There will be an after this. The enemy wants you to stop your press, and we have to declare that there is an after this. Watch this. The sad reality is that many believers miss God because they mismanage their press. Tell your neighbor, don't mismanage your press. Don't mismanage your press because your press is not perpetual. Oh, press until you see God. Because watch this. The presence and the peace of God is always after this. I'm going to press until I see God. And many of us are mismanaging our press. What what do I mean by mismanaging our press? We tell ourselves when we need to take a break. We we say when we've had enough. We say when this 
has been too hard. And we think we're doing ourselves a benefit. And God is saying, you've mismanaged your press. Watch this. And when you mismanage your press, somebody say, I extend my press. Over time. So here's a word of wisdom. As believers, we can't allow our press to dictate our time, but we must ensure our press is dictated by God's time. Well, what do I mean? Many of us allow our press. It causes us to worry. It causes us to have anxiety. It causes us to have stress. And we allow our press to dictate our time. And God says, don't get your mind so cluttered in the worry and the anxiety, but know that I have a timing on your press. Watch this. Some versions of our foundational text say in due season. And one definition of the word due literally means time's up. In other words, there is no more time. What am I trying to say? At some point, time will be up on your press. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say due season. God says time will eventually be up on your press. But if you mismanage your press, somebody say, I add more time. Don't live worrying about what won't last. It's not perpetual and too many believers lose their will to press because they were about a press that won't last. I don't know if I have this on my screen, but I want us to see Matthew chapter 10 verse 22. The Bible says, but he who endures to the end will be saved. That means when you've been endured to end, um, when, when you've been endure, ordained to endure, God has ordained its end. Did y'all hear what I just said? Whenever we've been ordained to endure, he also ordains the end of our endurance. Did y'all hear what I just said? That means that at some point God says that time will be up. Oh man, that's good. I don't know about nobody else, but that makes me happy. That means, watch this, the stress on your job, somebody say, it will end. The slander against your name, somebody say it will end. The setbacks in your life, somebody say it will end. And as a word of encouragement, somebody needs to be reminded that even what you're enduring has an end. Uh, Somebody is probably feeling like I've been enduring for way too long. But you got to remind yourself my enduring, somebody say, it has an end. Oh, that's good news. Endure now because watch this. There will be an end and even more endure until the end. We can rejoice even in our press because Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the good news is that there's better days on the other end of our press. And this is why we are ordained to press because our press is not perpetual. I'm done, y'all. I got one more point and I'm going to let y'all go on and get y'all dinner. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, we will reap a harvest of blessing. A harvest of blessing. The good news is that God ordains for us to reap when we're obedient to what he requires of us. That's, the, the, the Bible says, um, uh, uh, until the end, ends of the earth, there will always be reaping and sowing. So, so we're guaranteed to reap when we're obedient to what the Lord requires of us. Uh, we're, we're, we're ordained to reap. And the sad reality is that many believers reap, um, never reap what's been ordained for them. Did y'all hear what I just said? 
Here's a word of wisdom. Your harvest is personal because your sowing is personal. I need y'all to catch this. Consider what 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 8 says. You must each decide in your heart how much, you to, uh, how much to give. What am I trying to say? Many believers miss out on blessings that have been assigned to them because many believers never attempt to press. There are some personal blessings that really do have your name on it. Because what I'm called to press in ain't what you call to press in. So when I, when I press in and I sow through my press, that means that there's something personal that I'm, that I'm going to read. Y'all staying with me? And many of us, there have been some stuff that have been assigned to us that believers never receive because we never attempt to press. Y'all probably thinking about what God laid up for you now. Y'all better press. Because watch this. Promises reserved for you require your press. And this is why we've been ordained to press. Because our press, there are personal promises attached to our press. Watch this. I know y'all may not like this, but it's in the book. God has specific blessings that he wants to release in the life of a believer, but it requires their press. I want us to consider Ephesians 1 um, verse 3. The Bible says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. I need us to stay there really quickly. Notice this. The blessings that have been prepared for you, but it's our press that get us to the place that they've been prepared. They're prepared, watch this, in heavenly places. So in other words, I said this about the press. It gets us in the right position. So there's some set places in the spiritual realm. Somebody say in the spirit realm. That God wants to get us to, but we never get there because we never press. Somebody say every spiritual blessing. So the critical question is, watch this, how many prepared and personal blessings have we forsaken because we failed to press? Our desire, my desire should be to secure every promise that has been set aside for me, but it requires my press. I think the worst thing, and this is y'all get back into y'all, you know, with Christmas coming up. The worst thing is to know that I have a gift that's been set aside to me that I can never get to. And God is saying, I've got some stuff that's been set aside for you. And watch this. The reason why the press gets us there, because it prepares us to handle what he's had set aside. I'm not going to give my baby everything if she's not prepared to handle it. So what God is saying, I'm using this press to prepare you for what's been set aside. And watch this. God is the most... Uh, 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 the, the, the most effective steward we can ever know. He does not waste his blessings. So he says, I'm going to set it up here and I'm not going to let you get it until you're prepared. And many of us miss out on what's been set aside because we'll never, we never press. Tell your neighbor you need to press. This is why our foundational text, we will reap a harvest of blessings. This word will reminds us that there's a prerequisite to our promise. And that prerequisite is our press. In other words, are you willing to fulfill the requirement so that your promises might be fulfilled? 
and that requirement is your press. And here's the good news. The promise of your press is always plural. Somebody say it's plural. What am I trying to say? God always blesses exceedingly for those who endure through their press. This is why our text says this concerning our promise after our press. A harvest of blessing. Because there is a promise of a harvest for those that hold on and press. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. I don't know about nobody else. But God says, I have a harvest set aside for you. Some of y'all are forsaking your harvest. Your blessing is always plural. And many of us, we get so caught up because we think we're going through this. God got us going through this. And we miss out, somebody say, on our harvest. There's a harvest that's been set aside, but it requires our press. How many prepared and personal blessings have we forsaken because of our press? Y'all know when pastors knock down stuff, they say they out of the spirit. I ain't out of the spirit, (laughs) y'all. Because there is a promise of harvest for those that hold on and press. There have been blessings that have been prepared for you. And the release of what's been prepared is just waiting on your press. And I'm done, y'all. What God calls us to, he also gives us the capacity to carry us through. We've been prepared to press. Somebody say, I've been prepared. In other words, we've been ordained to press. Because there there are some things, watch this, that the Lord has reserved for us. It's waiting to be released to the believer. But it requires our press. And this is why Paul reveals these truths to the believers in the Galatian church. And why we must remind ourselves as we press that our press has purpose. God is trying to fulfill something in my life. He's trying to do something through my press. I've got to know that my press has purpose. And then I've got to know that my press is not perpetual. The enemy will always make you feel like what you're going through. Somebody say, it's forever. But the devil is a lie. And I've got to realize that not only that is it not perpetual, but there's a promise attached to my press. And I I need us to understand this, though. The latter portion of our foundational text reveals something significant. Consider what it says. The Bible says, if we don't give up. What's ordained for us is is only going to be released, watch this, for those that endure in their press. In other words, you've got to persevere in our press. The reason that God says that I want you to press is so that I can produce, watch this, perseverance in you. And many of us miss out on what God has set aside for our lives because we won't persevere. And here's the good news. You've been ordained to persevere as well. All of this stuff that we've been ordained to do, God says, I've given you the capacity, somebody say, to press. Somebody wants to give up this morning. Somebody's been going through some stuff. I want to pray for that person this morning who's been feeling like they can't press. I know I've got visitors this morning, but if that's you, I want you to come to the altar. You've been struggling with something that seems like it's been perpetual. Feel like you don't have the capacity to press. I want you to come to this altar. And no, I know the old saints, the old preachers used to say, ain't nobody shame but the devil. So if that's you, I want you to come now. Hallelujah. Anybody else?
house. The first step is obedience. And the good news is when we, when we move, God will move. Many times God is just looking for us to move. I'm going to give some other people an opportunity to come, even as I'm praying. You feel led. Don't let the enemy keep you back from what the Lord is calling you to. Let us all go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, that there are seasons that have been orchestrated for us to press. Many of us, God, have questioned why you have us here. Many of us have questioned why we got to go through this. But God, maybe it's just a season that you've orchestrated for our press. And God, we thank you, God, that although when you orchestrate it, you also ordain us for it. So God, these that are standing here, God calls them to know God, that you've ordained them for this season in which they're in. God calls them to know God that there's purpose in their press. Every life of every believer on this altar, God, your hand is upon them. Your word declares, God, that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So, God, even though, God, we're going through times of press, God, you've ordered our steps to go through it. Because there's a purpose that you want to fulfill. And here's the good news. God calls them to be reminded that that purpose is good. It may not feel good, but your purpose is good cause them to know that and God I pray God for enduring strength that they know God that this press is not perpetual cause them to go through God until you ordain their end let them not give up let them not mismanage their press but God we know God that there's an after this on the other side of our press and God we thank you now God that there's promises over their lives God to fulfill your good pleasure that you've set aside for them personally. And God, I pray, God, that they see the fulfillment for every personal and prepared blessing over their lives. Because they'll press. Help them to persevere. Help them to, God, to endure as a good soldier. God, help them to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your work. Knowing that their labor is not in vain. And every heart that believes. And matter of fact, God, your word declares in Galatians 6 and 2 that we should carry one another's burdens. So, God, for this congregation, for this great cloud of witnesses, God calls them to know, God, that we're praying for them that they might endure. And every believer that believes said, thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise for these. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.